Welcome to Mihinte on Air on 100.5 and 790 News Radio WSGW and online WSGW.com. Now, here is your host, Larry Rodarte. Good evening. Good evening, Mihinte. Thank you for being here on Mihinte on Air this Sunday evening. We have a very special guest today. Michael Salgado is a name that resonates strongly with Latinos throughout the Americas. The Conjunto Tejano artist who hails from Stanton, Texas, catapulted up the music charts with his hits such as Cruz de Madera, Cinea, Mi Tesoro, and so, so many more. And he has now successfully ventured into country music. His unique raspy sound is memorable and live concerts are contagious in attracting people to the dance floor. With a career spanning over 25 years, can you believe it? He's celebrating 25 years in the music business. He is the recipient of the Best Male Vocalist at the Tejano Music Awards and Best Norteño and Tejano Artist at the Latin Grammy Awards. Michael Salgado has performed in Saginaw several times from the CAC Hall to La Union Civica Mexicana and even at the Dow Event Center for an unforgettable single de mile performance. Like so many artists who have not been able to perform live as much as they did before due to the pandemic, I wanted my listeners here to hear from Michael and wanted them to catch up with one of our most beloved artists of our generation. Ladies and gentlemen, I present Michael Salgado to Mi Gente On Air. Hello, Michael. Hello, Larry. How are you? Good, good. It's so good to hear your voice. It's, it's so good to know that you're surviving in that wintry uh, Texas state <laughs> and, so, and so, many, uh, so many other things that are happening in Texas as Texas has come to the forefront on a national level. Can you tell me, as you have, have witnessed all of what has happened in Texas in, say, in February, especially with this winter storm, what, what right. is happening with you out there in Texas today in 2020, 2021? Well, yeah, 2021. Well, uh, yes, of course, we went through that, that uh, memorable storm there in February. And, uh, you know, it kind of caught us off guard. But, you know, I was kind of, I've been familiar throughout my years living in West Texas area, like Midland, Odessa, uh, the Abilene, uh, those areas, you know, up a little bit more north from San Antonio. You know, I was kind of used to the snow, you know, things like that. But I've lived in San Antonio probably 20, 20, 22, 23 years now. Uh, and so I've never really experienced that type of, of storm here. So it was kind of the first time, I guess, for everybody. And, you know, I found myself, because we had, you know, our water cut off for a couple of days. And luckily, the the power never went off. But a lot of people experienced no power. My my daughter and some of my family members experienced no power in town. And so uh, when we, uh, you know, when the water was out, uh, you know, I found myself outside. and happened to have some of those five-gallon buckets that were empty. And, and it happened to be, you know, a lot of snow out. And so I was gathering snow outside and then bringing it in and wow. melting it for water <laughs> to, to use for the toilets, right? So that was kind of, you know, you know, who would think that that would ever happen in San Antonio? So, you know, and it was really cold. I mean, we had our, you know, our heaters up and, and, and they, you know, they were starting to let us know in the news to kind of, 
you know, keep the, the, the temperature at a certain, at a certain temperature because, you know, then your, then your units would, would start to go out and things like that. So, you know, we started to control that. Luckily my, my home has a, a fireplace. So then, you know, I, luckily I had some trees that I had cut down the year prior. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I had some, some wood there. And so that kind of helped as well. But, you know, even with all that, I mean, you're talking about numbers and the single digits out here that very unlikely, yeah, you know, yeah. in, in many years to have ever happened. So, yeah, it was quite a quite an experience to go through that. And, uh, you know, nowadays, luckily, uh, you know, we're we're starting little by little, you know, to start performing live performances again. Uh, I've performed uh, probably a few few shows now these past few weeks, and we got another show coming up this week, uh, and some others coming up uh, later this month and in April and so on. Uh, but it's you know, so what we've had to do is is you know, we've been luckily I've had a lot of material in the can per se, and and so we've been putting out you know, a single every month, even during the pandemic. And, you know, I've also been, I've been working on some country uh, material as well. So, you know, had to stay busy on that side. Well, you know, I, I wanted to make sure you're good. And that's why we opened up the show in terms of what's been going on in Texas, because in the backdrop of all that was the pandemic. And uh, for a year now, we, you know, we're celebrating a year into this. I wouldn't say celebrate, but uh, recognizing that it's been a year now that we went into shutdown. So, I mean, it's been really difficult, I'm sure, as a performer, somebody I know who loves live performances. I mean, you're, you're one of the best out there when it comes to live performances. So, how did you deal with that? You know, on a on a this yearly basis. Well, it was it was tough. You know, it, it it's been it's been tough not not being able to perform. And you know, I think our last show was in in the Amarillo area um, in um, twenty twenty. It was like I think it was March thirteenth, and so that was the last show. And we had another show coming up the following week, and that was canceled due to things getting serious with the pandemic and the COVID. So really the last show was on the 13th of 2020 in Amarillo. And so, you know, it was just, uh, it it was quite a change, you know, and and I think that we found ourselves doing things that normally, you know, you weren't doing and, you know, taking walks outside. And like my my bass player was saying, you know, everybody turned into into Rocky and they were out you know, walking or running or something. And so, you know, it, it was, it was very different. And of course, you know, I had to kind of do a, a disaster relief for my business as well. And so that's kind of what helped me get through the year of 2020, you know, yeah. and uh, I'm hoping they, 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 they modify some laws there because, you know, most of that money, well, I've got to pay back at some point and but uh hopefully that gets updated kind of like the ppp you know where it's forgiven but but you know we'll see what happens down the road i guess but that's kind of what what helped me on the business side and um you know we we kind of signed up for that right away and well you uh, know really didn't see it's it's been it's been tough for for a lot of people and i know that music 
is is the cure sometimes for when people are feeling down. And I know that our listeners yeah. out there, that I know that they have probably utilized your music for that cause of feeling better in this time of the pandemic. And I, you know, this show here, we celebrate uh, Latino contributions, uh, concerns, and culture. So although it's targeted to Latinos, I want you to tell my audience, my greater audience, about Michael Salgado. And what I mean by that is you're celebrating a 25-year career now. And uh, I can't believe that, by the way. And, and just like just like <laughs> yeah. mi, gente, mi Gente Magazine is also celebrating 25 years last year. But tell us oh, from the beginning. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. I want you to tell my listeners, how did you get in music? How did Michael Salgado actually start in the business? Well, it all started with my dad. You know, back in the day, uh, I think I was, man, I, I started singing with my dad since I was probably about eight or nine years old. And so my dad used to have a band back in the day when I was, you know, obviously a lot lot younger than eight, but he had his own band. And so he was always the type that had his guitar and things like that, you know, was always a type of person that had to be around music. So, you know, I guess that's where I got it from. And, and so when, when we would gather with family or, or his, you know, or, or, or family friends or at my grandparents' house, uh, may they rest in peace. We, you know, we would, I remember always going to my grand, grandparents' house, may they rest in peace, my grandma, grandpa, uh, Juana y Andres, uh, they're my dad's parents who have passed away now, but we used to go there and they used to always ask me to sing certain songs for them and I was eight or nine years old, you know, so, you know, I would always, I would always sing songs and, and so the music, I think, very young was, was something that I always loved. And so that's how it got started, you know, kind of more family gatherings that, and me and my dad would sing. And, and I, I mean, I was always, you know, ready to, to I don't know, it was crazy because, you know, when I was little, I was always, I guess I was always ready. And I was uh, como chicle, wanting to go wherever he was, you know, and, and, uh, and, and start, start singing with him. And so that's how we got started back in the day. Mm-hmm. And time passed, you know, we lived... We lived, my dad was, was a farmer, so we lived, you know, farm to farm. And so when we ended up in Rankin, Texas, um, out here by Midland Odessa area, right? Uh, a little south of that. And so my dad decided, you know, he wanted to, to start a band again. And so then followed my, my couple of my uncles, you know, Vivian and James in the band. And then I started with him. Uh, playing the bass you know I, I just started learning how to play bass i didn't know how to play any instruments or anything so i started playing the bass and i remember we started in a little barn uh, on a farm that we lived on and and we got started there and little by little we we started playing a little you know train depot cafe there was in rankin and we would go out there and perform and and i remember you know still being young by that time i was probably 12 or 13 and and you know, I would I would get tired because we would play kind of late, and you know, my body wasn't used to that yet. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, but we started playing little 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 clubs and things like that in the beginning. And I started with my dad doing that a few years, um, and then when I was you know some years passed by, when I was about eighteen or so, I just I decided you know kind of do things on my own. My dad 
decided to get out of the band and and by then you know i had had made some changes you know with with some band members my brother eventually came in ernie yep. he came in uh once i going back a little i was playing bass and then as time went by well i wanted to play the accordion you know i i, I kind of wanted, wanted to to be kind of the front guy right so I said, well, I need to play accordion, not bass, right? So then I went to the accordion, started learning, and my influences were like Ramona Gala, Los Lampagos, and that that type of music. Right. So that's that's you know my dad would always had that type of music playing, so that's what I would listen to, and so you know that was they were, and still you know people that I respect in the business, and and so I I started you know we started playing covers of that that music and. And I started playing accordion. Then my brother came in, and he was playing the bass when he first started in the band. And uh, so we we clubbed a lot of years like that. My dad eventually got out of the band when I was about 18 or so. You know, I was like, well, you know, I, I just don't want to play bars. I want to record and, you know, hopefully, you know, get, get a song known out there, you know, hopefully to get known. You know, that's kind of everybody's dream is to kind of, get known and so in the music business so when when i uh we had that idea and then we decided to go record in san antonio texas out here in san antonio right uh, at the time it was a record label joey records and we came out and recorded a 45 at the time they were doing 45s right this was like uh you're talking probably 89 90 mm -hmm. when we first recorded and so we started you know with a Five and right, because he liked he liked you know the music and everything, and he just he he wanted to sign us, you know, and and uh, so then I decided to sign with the label, and and we recorded we recorded an album then, and you know I was hoping things were going to happen then, you know you're young, you don't you don't really know, and so you're like well hopefully you know this song is going to hit and. And, you know, nothing happened. We recorded probably three cassettes. There were cassettes at the time. You're talking 89 to uh, yeah. 90, what, 92. We recorded a few cassettes. Nothing really happened. So I just kind of, you know, uh, asked kind of for my release at the label. And then we kept performing. All this time we were still performing in bars, you know, and so... You know, and at the same time, while well, I was making changes in the band and new band members, so as time went by, the band started to get more, you know, where it needed to be musically. And we had everybody in the right place. And my brother went from the bass to the bajo sexto. And then I brought in my compadre, Joe Tanguma, who lived in, in Lubbock at the time. I remember we were performing in a little bar out there. And uh, a friend of ours, he told my, told my brother, hey, my brother knows how to play bass. You know, you should, you think he can play a song. So he came up, and, and I, at the time, was doing the Popori de Relanta was in. Oh, yeah. And, and so I said, well, yeah. And so, you know, not knowing that I would record that later, because now, it, you know, it does really well, Popori de Relanta, people still ask for it. And I was doing it then in the bars, right? And so... I said, well, let's see if this guy can really play this style of music. So Joe got up and we started performing. Man, he just fit like a glove. I mean, he 
he he played all the songs you know he knew the, the he knew the style well and i said yeah for sure i gotta get get this guy so joe came in and you know in the beginning he was traveling back and forth because we lived in stanton texas at the time and so he was traveling back and forth and that's when my brother went from the base to the Bajo Sexto. And then Joe Tanguma went to the base, right? Mm-hmm. And at the time, my Uncle James was playing drums still. So, you know, at this time, we were still performing. Then I decided to come back. We started putting together some, some material. Like, there was a cousin of mine, Jose Salgado, who who has written many other hits for me. Like, you know, El Muñeco, El Gallo Esplumado. Um, a lot of different other new songs that we've put out uh, that he's written for me. He suggested the song Cruz de Madera, right? This was in 93, 94. He said, there's a song out there. And at the time, Ruben Ramos had recorded the song, right? And I remember hearing it leaving from Lubbock, Texas after a weekend. And I remember hearing it on the radio. Ruben Ramos, Cruz de Madera, you know, I heard it and you know, and I didn't really think much of anything. I just, you know, I heard, I was just, we just hearing the radio and so forth. So later on, my, my cousin tells me, hey, there's this song, Cusamaya, I think if you do it your style, it would, it'll work for you. So I said, well, you know, we'll try it out. So I remember practicing it in the van, going to, to play at a club in, in Midland, Odessa area. And we were there, you know, Cruz de Madera de la Más Corriente. And so, we started playing it at this club. I mean, we play at this club probably every two or three weeks, right? And we just kind of rotate clubs every two or three weeks. So mm-hmm. we would we played that we played Cusimaera at that club, and then we went back two weeks later. And I started noticing, you know, I thought I thought back, and I I remember people would like make the sign of the cross and say, "Hey, play that song," mm-hmm. you know, Cusimaera. So not knowing that, you know, I had you know, uh, uh, a gym there, you know, not knowing that I had a hit there. People were already asking for something I hadn't even recorded yet, right, over and over. But, but um, so that's kind of the way Cruz de Maera started. You know, we we, we started playing it uh, in different places. And I started gathering up some material because I wanted to record. And, and we talked, I talked to, to Joey again about maybe, doing another record, you know, and he said, okay, well, we don't, we won't sign you, but we'll do the record and, you know, and we'll see what happens. And so we gathered up all the material. We practice everything. The first album, right, which is Cruz de Madera, that has a Decate Fuiste and Gaius Lomao, Muñeco, all the, all the, the songs that, that, uh, that got a lot of recognition on that album. And we came out and recorded it probably, I think it was early 94 when we recorded the album. And so we, uh, we recorded, I, I mean, I was actually trying to push for it. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was a song that I had written. And so I was trying to push for that one as a single. And, and they said, well, you know, I think Cruz de Madera will work for you. So we said, okay, well, let's do it. And, you know, and started promoting it and, you know, kind of that's where 
well, the rest is kind of history there. But right. Well, you know, you know that that hit and and that album, it really had legs because that has been such <laughs> uh, such a, a wonderful uh, cultural hit for for our people, you know. And I I remember my yeah, yeah. In, in 1997, I went to the. Uh, the Hano Music Awards. It was the 17th annual, and I remember seeing you. You were so young. Um, yeah. you, you you won for best cajunto, I believe, and then the following year you won for best uh, male vocalist. But I remember seeing you coming out of the um, corridor, the the halls of, I think it was at the San Antonio Alamo Dome. I'm not sure where we actually were at that time. <clears throat> yeah, but, was that the yeah. place? But you you came out. You were riding high. You had a white. A cowboy hat on, a white uh, uh, jacket, and um, you were just flying. That I just remember seeing that still vividly today. And here we are, 25 years later, 25, 26 years later. And, you know, it's just been a, a, such a memorable career for you. You've really been blessed. What, what are your thoughts looking back at that early career and now? Well, it's like you say, you know, I've been really blessed and, and really thank God for, for uh, you know, everything that I've been able to, to achieve throughout these years and, and, and maintain in the, the likeness of the, of the, of the fans, you know, and because it's, it's, I mean, it seems like it's barely yesterday, you know, that, that everything started and it's already been 25 years now, 26 years. And so, so yeah, it, it, there's been, a lot of things and you know but it, it it did take a lot of work and i think that because the the, the year before kuzamaira came out i was already because at the time we were playing i was working construction you know at a mm-hmm. construction job right. that i was working and i was probably a, an apprentice plumber then right and so i said well if nothing happens with this song i'm just kind of going you know, be a master plumber or something, right? Something else. And so, you know, so I was kind of already like, well, you know, I don't know if anything's going to happen or not. And, and uh, you know, when Kuzumaira came out, it was just a, a very tough year. And it was almost like, you know, God testing you and, and see if you can get through all this, you know, and then then the reward will come. So the year, you know, the, that year prior, I mean, you're talking, we had, you know, my van motor blew out and, and you're, you're just talking like, there's so many things that happened on the road that, you know, we, that we've gone through that, that, uh, I guess people can't imagine, you know, I mean, one time we had probably two or three flats and one, and one trip and dealing with that. And at, at that time we're, you know, we're the ones still setting up the equipment back in the day. And mm-hmm. so you're, you're doing all those things and, and sleeping in the vans. You know, I remember we used to sleep in the wintertime. We used to, because, you know, there wasn't enough money to rent a hotel, you know, back in the day when you play in the bar days where they didn't pay that much. So, you know, we didn't want to use our money to rent a hotel. So we would sleep in the van. And I remember we would take turns turning on the van because the cold would wake you up, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the cold would wake you up. So then you, we'd turn on the van, turn the heater on. Once it was warm enough, we'd turn it off and so on throughout the night, right? Yeah. And so, but, you know, and back in the days, we had friends that we would meet and they would let us go to their to their homes, take a shower. And so wow. very grateful to those people. Yeah, those people that would do those things for us as well. They would say, well, you know, you guys come over and, 
You know, and, it, uh, it's really something that, you know, uh, as a fan of Michael Salgado, we don't think of those things, but those are the, the instances that really made you who you are and appreciate who you are today. And uh, we'll be right back with uh, Michael Salgado as we listen to some of his hits as we go out to for commercial. We'll be right back. This is Mihinta on Air on WSGW. Querida raza, ahora cambiando de ritmo, les enviamos una cumbia bonita del nuevo repertorio de Michael Salgado. Sin ella. You're listening to Be Hinte on Air on WSGW. Welcome back. Welcome back, Mi Hinte. Thank you for being with us this evening. You know, I, I hear that that music, Cinea, and we are in a year of such uh, a winter apparel. Uh, uh, 2020 was so difficult for all of us. And I hear that music, and I say, you know, music is a healer. And I, I almost want to cry here just listening to that because it's been so long since we as a community have had our dances, like at the Union Civica Mexicana. And I know that everyone's itching to dance and be out with the community and, and hear that music. Michael Salgado is with us here today, and Scene Ea is a hit that just resonates with so many of us. Can you tell me, Michael, what do you feel about when you hear Scene Ea? Well, it, it, it brings me back, you know, to to the years, uh, you know, uh, 90s. And, and, of course, when I was down there in, in those areas, uh, you guys as well, and uh, a lot of great times and and so it, it, it's definitely a song that, you know, that that has stayed for so many years in, in the hearts of many fans, uh, a song that they still ask for every time we do a show. Yes. So, you know, it, it it really has has touched a lot of people. And, and uh, you know, it, it brings a lot of great memories. Uh, a song that came out, I think it was probably 90, 97, something, somewhere around there. And, yeah, it was just another great hit thanks to all the fans yeah you know and i personally love that song along with muñeca uh, of, of all your songs uh but that one <laughs> it just it's it's one of those hits that you know instantly you hear the music and in this case the announcer but instantly it takes you to another place a place i think of uh, good feelings and, and happiness and i think right. that that's what i mean by you know in this time of this winter apparel that we're living in you know with the pandemic and right. everything else it's like wow man i, I just want to go back to those days in the 90s and uh you know when we were celebrating uh the hano music in such a big way and you know it's 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 a, a song, it's a song within your catalog your extensive catalog that is at the heart of michael salgado music and i just i just want to say thank you for that song for your talent for your voice and and we had michael salgado 
in 2009 for the uh, 30th annual Cinco de Mayo. And at that time, the Cinco de Mayo was really uh, struggling to keep afloat. And I remember we had Michael. He was in the parade. We were so excited about that. And Michael and I then went to the island where the, festi- the festivities were with the festival and all. And, and I want to talk a little bit about that, Michael, because that was really something for us Latinos in Saginaw at that time. And, and you got off of my van. I remember we were in or my truck and we stepped out. And tell me what you thought when you saw the crowd that was there at the Ojibwe Island in Saginaw. Well, I remember it's like, like I told you that it was kind of like San Antonio, you know, and, and what I've experienced out here in San Antonio. So, so, you know, it was just, the crowd was, you know, they were, that's what I love about the crowd up in North. You know, they, they really love the music. They're hungry for the music out there. And, you know, I think that, you know, nothing to take away from Texas. I think that they have it so much here (laughs) that sometimes they, they take it for granted a little, you know, but, but I think what I've experienced when I've been up north, up there with you guys, it's just the crowd is so, so excited. And so, you know, they just really enjoy the music they're performing. And so, you know, that, that's kind of what I saw when, when I was out there, you know, in the parade and, and everybody was saying hi and, and, and just, you know, so happy out there to, to see a, a performer that they love. And, and so it was, it was a great experience for me. Yeah, yeah, it, it was a it was really pivotal in the whole uh, history of the Cinco de Mayo here in Saginaw, and I think really single handedly you kind of saved our Cinco de Mayo in two thousand and nine, and we went on to celebrate the fortieth uh, Cinco de Mayo in twenty nineteen, and then of course the pandemic Great. came, and so uh, we had we've had to cancel the last two years. But when this is all su- done, this pandemic is over. We definitely want to have you back in Saginaw. Maybe you can come and celebrate with us for Cinco de Mayo in 2022. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> that would. That yeah. would. I, I'm looking forward to it. And, and you know, it just, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it, like like you're saying, you know, it, it's going to be really nice when we can kind of go back to normal. And, and, and you know, because I remember when the pandemic was really strong and, and just being able to, actually you know do a little bit with with was you know was was great but you kind of once the pandemic came in you know you kind of lose all those things and the things you take for granted you know simply going yes. out to the store or going to eat or or things like that and then i remember when the storm was here here recently you know that when it finally passed to go outside in a sunny day it was like you know great as well uh so you know it's been it's been quite a quite an experience um in 2020 and then the earlier part of 2021 so hopefully this year will be uh, continuing on as a better year hopefully yeah definitely you know we as a people and i'm I'm talking about latinos in in america today it's been tough as well um Besides all of the the racial tensions that have happened in the pandemic and everything else that we have experienced, um, how how does uh, someone like Michael Salgado from West Texas how do you, how do you see our country today? And and I'm asking you this question because I know that you know you're in a position of leadership. We look to you as a leader, and we love you as an artist. 
Can you just give us some feelings on, on how you feel about uh, our country today? Well, you know, I think that um, it, it, it's just, it, it, it's tough because it's, you know, uh, I think there's a lot of feelings hurt nowadays about, a, you know, a lot of things. And so it's kind of hard to know what to say, what to, you know, what to do. And because it's, it, it's very, everything is very sensitive nowadays. And, and, uh, you know, I think that everybody just needs to love everybody and everybody's equal and, and, um, you know, and, and, and try to be glad and thankful, you know, for our life today that we have, you know, and, and make, make, make the best of it for sure. Because, you know, tomorrow's not promised and there's no need in bickering and being angry and, and fighting and doing all these things, you know, when there, there's more positive things that we can be doing other than what's go, been going on today, you know? Yes, definitely. Nicely said, nicely, nicely said, you know, of all your songs, can you tell me what is it at the heart of Michael Salgado? When you, when you look back at such a catalog of music and then, and then we're going to talk about you <laughs> venturing into country as well. Right. Well, you know, um, one of the songs, of course, that I treasure is Cusa Madera, you know, because that's that's the song that that put me on the map today, and and a, and a song that really has, you know, a, a a very strong message, you know, that you know that I think that for us uh, Latinos, Hispanics, and uh, Mexicanos, you know, we can relate to, you know, when we die, we don't want nothing, we don't want nothing luxurious, we just want una Cruz de Madera, and you know, and and I think that's why, you know, everybody was able to identify with this song because it's just talking about true life and, and what we want when we die. And so, you know, it's just it's just one of those songs that 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 I've had so many people that will ask me, well, you know, that's the song I want when I die. And, you know, can you can you sing this song at a, at a funeral and things like that? So. This 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 song has touched people in many ways, and and so it's definitely a song that I treasure yeah. in my catalog. You know, another song that that I've always liked personally as well is is Palomita Blanca. You know, I remember doing that song back um, what was it, maybe '96 when it came out or so. Uh, recording it in the studio, you know, I just love the groove on that song, and and it's always been a song that we perform. At a show when people get up and dance right away, you know, it's just one of those songs that that just gets you up <laughs> on your feet, and and so so it's it's it, that song, Cinea, of course, you know, we talked about it as well. It, 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 that's a song that was written by a friend of mine, Jorge Alejandro, and he's also a writer of Otra Vez de la Cantina, that I first first mariachi song that I had done that did really well as well, and but Cinea, you know, it's one of those songs that that kind of uh, put us on the map as well, like Palomita Blanca. So those are songs that, that are always going to be special to me. And there are so many others that have come out yes. since then, you know, that, that I've put out, Media Vuelta, Si Quisiera, um, you know, and, and all the latest stuff that I've done now. But, but yeah, it's been so many, so much, so many songs that we put out in, in all these 25 years that, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's been quite a catalog. What about your duet uh, with Elida? Um, 
quedemos, quedemos como amigos. amigos. How do you feel about that? Because, yeah, man, that, that, I saw you perform that, both of you, live at the Latino Inaugural Gala for Obama in, uh, mm-hmm. in 2009, I believe. And you guys yeah. rocked that house that night. And you sang that song with such power and energy. How do you, how do you feel about that song? It is a great song. People still ask for it today. I mean, it's tough to do because, you know, Andy, that's not always part of the show so <laughs> it's hard to do the song so it's just every now and then we we do some shows together and and we you know we perform the song for the crowd and they love it but yeah it was definitely a, a song that that touched many people and because yeah i mean people still ask for that uh, when i do some live performances today it's just a little little tough to do on my own but but it's definitely a song that people love and, and, and did really well, that song. Yes, it, it represents us as a people, and that, that's what I really loved about it. Because, you know, at that inaugural gala, there was artists of all walks, and I was so happy to see that they were inclusive of the Tejano genre, you know. And it was you and Ellie that representing yeah. us, so that, that was awesome. You know, today as a vocalist, definitely. you know, you... you Today, are um, of a beloved artist. How do how do you navigate your career with songs and social media, and you know this during this time when you're you're not actually performing as much as you are live. Right. How do you navigate all that? Well, it, it probably gives us a little bit more time since we're not able to perform. But and due to and luckily for me, I, I I did have a lot of material, you know, that was already recorded so we took advantage of that and um you know my my digital distribution is orchard so we talked about that and they said well you know i think what we we we, we should do is, is put out a single every month right so i was putting out a single every month i've had a few songs that have come out hopefully the album will come out maybe in like may mm-hmm. the complete album but doing that you know Working the social media as far as, you know, we were doing live Facebook performances. I remember um, that. On, yeah, on the social media. And, and people were just, you know, tons of people were joining us for that. I think, you know, people were really hungry to hear some music. And so we were doing live performances, you know, um, and just kind, you know, pretty much staying in contact with our fans throughout the pandemic. And, and what I did a lot is people would, would send me messages. I don't think I've done so many videos as I did in 2020. So people would message me, can you send me please a video birthday shout out? Or can you send me a, a birthday video and sing happy birthday to this person? And, 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 uh, you know, can you send me a video? This person passed away and we'd like you to sing maybe a piece of a song and, and send your condolences. So I was doing a lot of that, you know, in the time of the pandemic. And so, you know, it was just, you know, a, a new way of doing things. And, and, you know, like the live performances, I remember one of the times here, it was kind of summertime, it was really hot. And I think some of our feed was cutting out because our phones were getting hot, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, we, we've been able to, to kind of stay consistent, we didn't really stop doing things. We we kept on putting out material. And what I do is I, I did some videos, like there's a song that's out uh, by the name of Pero No. 
and that one's on YouTube, you know, so we, we were able to record that video, Vente Ya, I recorded that video, uh, that's some of my newer materials that's out right now, but that's on YouTube as well, mm-hmm. and so we just took advantage of the time that we weren't performances, because the only way for us to kind of generate money was through through all the 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 uploading yeah. and you know streaming, mm-hmm. so that's kind of where we had to make our income oh, since yeah. there wasn't any income. Yeah. So definitely, you know, we 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 stayed busy let on me, that end. Let me ask and, you: uh, in 2011, you decided to go country. Uh, and I know that it's been really good for you because I, I see the videos and uh, I think that your voice just is so perfect for that. Your your latest single, which you just put out, was uh, Don't Depend On Me. How do you right. feel about uh, going from the Tejano genre music to in the conjunto to country? Well, I think that uh, like Tejanos, I think they, you know, they're, they're versatile. They do listen to country and different styles of music. So I think it kind of falls in place, you know, and, and, you know, when I decided, I think it was like 2015 when I did country, when I started doing honky tonks, right? Uh-huh. Honky tonk Latino was my first song. I think it came out on my first album under my first label. I mean, under my label was through the records. That was like 15, I believe. And so I wasn't sure how the people were going to react. Right. So, I was kind of nervous about it, but we got a great song. Record Osco, uh, helped me produce it, and he, that was one of his songs. Great guy, you know, has helped me throughout the years on producing a lot of, a lot of the songs uh, that I've put out. And, and here lately, I, don't depend on me, I, I kind of did it uh, with, with, now with another uh, studio in, in Nashville area, and kind of work with them directly, but me and Rick still, you know, we still go back and forth and, and look at the material and things. So he, he was a big help on that end. And so going back to, to the country, well, I, I was kind of nervous, but we put it out and the, you know, a, a lot of our, the, the house liked it and accepted it. And so it's, it's, it's a song that still is, is asked for in the shows today, Honky Town Cantinas, mm-hmm. uh, but now, you know, I've got Honky Tonk Cantinas. I've got, she's got one hell of a memory. Uh, Honky Tonk Education, uh, Don't Depend on Me. And there's a Say Something, Far Cry from Gone. So there's a few. I'll probably be putting out an album here in the near future. I've got a couple more new country songs. One entitled For You. And um, the next one also is uh, entitled Blame it on the beer, right? Which I think everybody's going to be able to identify with that song. Yeah. But uh, but those songs are coming out in the future. But uh, but you can see these. You, and, you can actually see these songs though on video. You've got video to some of these songs on YouTube, right? Right, like Honky Tonk Cantinas. I've got a video for that, uh, and so we're working on the other videos still to have. You know, for streaming, uh, I need to do one for Don't Depend on Me here pretty soon. But uh, for you and Blame It on the Beer, those haven't come out yet, right? Those are country songs that are going to be coming out hopefully next month sometime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then another one in April. And actually, I'm going to be doing a song. A friend of mine, his name is Mark Lambert. It's called uh, I'll Take It From Here. It's kind of a father-son song. And I'm hoping to put that out. 
in the father, father, you know, yeah. and so be looking out for that one as well. So, yeah. you know, I'm kind of, kind of doing some country, seeing how that's going to go. Yeah. And that, that, uh, uh, that reminds me, your son is also a performer, correct? Right. He's doing some music here. You know, we're, we're trying to see if we could place a song for him. Mm-hmm. He's still kind of, we're still recording, you know, he's putting out material. There hasn't one, hasn't been one that has stuck yet. Right. But, but, but definitely he's, we've got a new song that should be coming out soon. It's called Buscate Alguien, Andres Salgado. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so that'll be coming out hopefully here in the future. We're looking when to schedule that in as well and under the label. So he's doing some, he's doing some, some material, you know, it, mm-hmm. like I tell him, it takes out one song, you know, and, yeah. and then the rest is history. So we still got to find that song <laughs> for yeah. you. But, uh, but, you know, meanwhile, I tell him you got to put in the work and, you know, we got to see about making it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you have been so blessed, like we have said on this program, and I want to really ask you because it kind of goes hand in hand with kind of what we've been talking about today. And you know, this um, question is: How would you like to be remembered when all is said and done? No, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, you know, I put put some thought on that too, but I don't know. I just you know. Somebody who 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 loved his fans, you know. Uh, um, I mean, I try to consider I consider myself a you know pretty humble person, and you know, uh, an artist of, of the fans, and so you know, just a person that that worked hard, loved his family, and and loved his fans and loved his music, you know. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that. Um, when we look back at the career of Michael Salgado, and you had those hits, Cruz de Madera, Cine, all those in, in the in the mid '90s. I mean, it was just such a boom, you know. That yeah. like you said, that song hit, Cruz de Madera. It hit. It's so memorable. And and then you had a string of so many hits, and you're still performing today. I mean, really, you are truly blessed with a career that is 25 years in the making, and I'm sure you've got a n- number of more years in you and we're so excited to hear your music when we do and, and especially when you are performing and when we at the Union Civica Mexicana announce that Michael Salgado is coming to the area I mean we just get inundated with phone calls and uh, requests and I mean I mean you are so loved in the Saginaw and the Great Lakes Bay region and I know that you have come like I've mentioned some of those uh, um, locations but the, the memorable times that we have shared with you, Michael Salgado, with the Union Civica Mexicana, that organization is celebrating 75 years in our area. Can you believe that? And we hope, like I said, we hope that when this pandemic is over, that you will come and visit us again, perform. And um, we've got a big welcoming uh, hugs. And uh, we, we really want to see you again. And that's why I had you on this show uh, because I wanted my listeners to know what Michael Salgado has been up to during this pandemic and what his uh, what what's next for Michael Salgado. So as we wrap up, I just want to you know thank you, Michael, for being with us today, for sharing your talent, your music, and your voice all these years. And um, I just want to ask you one quick question: um, What's next for Michael Salgado? Well, 
hopefully, like, like we were talking about the country, you know, I'm hoping hoping to, to make something work in the country market. And, you know, uh, someone asked me the other day, they were like, well, you know, no vas a dejar la música del acordeón, ¿verdad? For the country and this and And I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'll do six months uh, a tour with my, with, with, con lo mío, no, el acordeón, and then maybe I'll do six months on the countryside. <laughs> so <laughs> I did, I did both sides, right? But, uh, but you know, it just, I'm hoping to, to, to kind of land a song on the country market, you know, and, uh, you know, being it that it's like general market, you know, it, it's, it's another big market that I'd like to achieve. So God willing, you know, hopefully that will happen one day. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting some, some great material from these writers. And so hopefully I can land something there. And, mm -hmm. and of course, you know, continue to do what I'm doing with my music as well, con el acordeón and, 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 and just, you know, trying to bring some, some great music for the fans, continue to bring them great music because I know if there's great music, they're going to be there. And, and I, you know, I want to thank you for having me on your show. And I want to thank all the fans out there. We love you guys. Uh, we hope to see y'all real soon. Saludos también if they're listening. La familia Cabazos, no? Uh, to them too, Santiago and Anita. Saludos para ellos. And everybody out there as well in that area, we love you guys and hope to see you again real soon in the future. All right. Thank you so much. Michael Salgado, everyone. The great Michael Salgado, I should say. And we'll be rooting for you for uh, years to come, and we look forward to having you here back in Saginaw real soon. Until next week, everybody, Thanks. thank you. Thank you for listening to Mi Gente On Air. Mucho de tu